Hey there, welcome back to the Trace Step Governor Go Bernadora. La Gobernadora de la Arizona. So I notice that the Mary Trump podcasts did extremely well, like some of the best. So I love Mary L. Trump too. Let's see, Politicon, yes, here we go. Politicon on Apple. I've been doing that. Must be in. Okay, Politicon. Ask me ask Mary anything with an emergency episode. The affidavits. This was What's today? That was August 28th. Isn't this about that? Um, I think this is a new one. Yes, that's today. Great. So let's listen to emergency episode, the affidavit. Apparently that's how you're supposed to pronounce it with a D at the end instead of a T. Affidavit. No, it's affidavit, like House of David. Join Mary with the Nerd Avengers, Mary L. Trump, the liar. Yes, let's do it. Do it, do it. Good afternoon and welcome to this emergency episode of the Mary Trump Show with the Nerd Avengers. There is so much to cover, but I want to start in a reminder. Because when it, this popped into my head, it kind of blew me away. The documents that are referenced in the redacted affidavit that was released today refer to the contents of the 15 boxes that were removed from Mar-a-Lago months ago. We still have absolutely no idea what is in the boxes that were removed two weeks ago. No, we have so there's that. No there idea. Lots of angles here. The fact that the stolen documents were secured, the fact that they, there were multiple informants, Donald's meltdown, the false claims coming from the right, About silence phone, coming from a lot of people on the right, on and the enormity of the crime we seem to be grappling with. I know that these are development, these developments are bad for Donald, and that's good, and I hope something comes of it, but, and hopefully bad for his associates in the Republican Party. However, this is a terrible day for this country. And for all Americans, it is a very, very dark day. So, uh, Waj, uh, this is all, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with Norm first because I know you don't have a lot of time, Norm. Uh, what, where do you want to start with this? Because it is kind of mind-boggling. Uh, if we could start in so many places, then it would take a lot of time to end. Um, right. I was struck by several things with the affidavit. Uh, one, uh, a lot of it we've sort of heard in different places before, but it's got a different power when it comes from an official document of this sort. Yep. One thing we did not know is that they had lied in saying that there was a lock on the uh, storage room door and that they, uh, the Justice Department wanted and the FBI wanted a stronger lock. There was no lock. We know that multiple people, probably none of whom had any security clearance, were going in and out of that room. We learned that the way that all of these documents, including the 15 boxes that had returned, been returned to the National Archives, were kept in incredibly sloppy condition. You know, 
top secret information, probably including sources and methods, mixed in with photos and uh, who knows what else, uh, 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 personal things. Uh, we know that Trump made notations in, uh, in some of these documents, and I really want to see what's there. Is it a top, uh, an absolutely top secret uh, document that has written on the side? I bet I could get a million dollars for this one. Um, or uh, something of that sort, or let's try and see whether we want to give this either to MBS or to Vlad uh, or to my buddy Kim. Um, we know that, in other words, there are a lot more shoes to drop. We know that this is absolutely devastating stuff and that there are multiple lies, and we know that the documents that they were looking for obstruction, which means that they expected that there were things that were going to be hidden in places they weren't supposed to be after being promised that they were only in one place, that there were maybe documents that were destroyed or disfigured. There's just so much here and, and, and it implicates yeah, a lot them up and Trump. And I mentioned one other, one other thing that's a separate Flush story them down the toilet. that I find, uh, and it's not that this is any great revelation, but revelation either. This con artist posing as a Rothschild, as Anne de Rothschild, Russian-speaking, apparently Ukrainian origin, who, in, you know, basically ingratiated herself with Trump and all the people around her and had pretty much free reign around the place. So we know, I mean, we know, first of all, that Russian spies, Chinese spies, Saudi Arabian spies, Korean spies, who knew that for, the, for them, the very cheap price of the initiation fee at Mar-a-Lago meant that they could be around and learn all kinds of stuff that otherwise they would either not have access to or... Uh, spending a lot more to get, and we know that there were a lot of other people roaming around. So we have no clue at this point who had access to these things, but we also know that the reason that these most secret documents are kept in secure facilities and are not allowed out is that they're giving information about who is working with the U.S. in these other countries, putting them at risk. And I will say... One thing that just really outraged me was Nick Mulvaney. Right. The only distinction as a chief of staff is that he was better than Mark Meadows. Did a tweet saying, well, now we've learned it's only documents. So this raid was outrageous. So, you know, my response was, well, let's see the Rosenbergs. Those were documents. Yeah. James, Robert Hansen. Those were documents. You know what happened with those documents? People were killed. And this is, it's just beyond comprehension that people would still stick with this guy. But of course, a whole lot of them will. Except now, with these revelations, that knowing there are more shoes to drop, will we finally see some people, not because they are morally outraged, but because they're afraid of uh, sticking to somebody who is going to be in big, big uh, trouble, uh, that it's bad for them. Uh, will we see more of that happening? And if we're lucky, will we see an all-out uh, civil war among Republicans? The pro-Trumpists who will stick with him to the very end, uh, up against those who are trying to get uh, some distance from him. And that would be a good thing that could uh, emerge from this. And finally, let me just say, I think all of this that stains him. And now we see his responses on true social, so, uh, social, which are like 
a pig about to go to slaughter, knowing uh, that this was very bad and stealing. Uh, but if I am uh, Fanny Willis, if I am Leticia James, I'm going to say, I go forward now and I've got more traction because it is ever more clear that this guy is not just a grifter, he's a traitor. Norm, all of that is, is right on target and, and it also is, is a perfect uh, example of how complicated this is on the one hand and how simple it is on the other. We just need this to end. Uh, we've been dealing with this for so long. And uh, Waj, I want to go to you because. I gotta go, I'm uh, Norm, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was so good to have you here, even if for seven minutes. Bye. Bye. Um, because one of the things we see, we saw a couple of weeks ago, was the Republican Party coming out in force, siding with Donald, saying, get rid of the Espionage Act because. The only way we can clear him is if we pretend there's no such thing as espionage. Thanks, Rand Paul Wire, who's a senator, um, or I should say, thanks, Kentucky. Uh, and things are a little different today. Um, and you know, to Norm's point about what the rights are, I don't give a shit about what they think. I don't give a shit if it peels some of them away or not. They're in the minority. I, it, what it needs to do is shore us up. Um, but, you know, because the Biden administration does things above board, you know, and, and because Mary Farland doesn't act like he's uh, Joe Biden's personal attorney, uh, there's a split, right? You know, they, there's a separation there, as there should be, and they're both constrained. Biden doesn't want to politicize this, and the DOJ has to protect its sources and its potential uh, criminals, right? Uh, I feel like that's not as much of a concern as it was two weeks ago that, you know, the right is filling the void with this all lies and disinformation. And then we see the New York Times saying he needs to be prosecuted. Why they couldn't have called for his resignation three, four years ago is beyond my comprehension. But that's something. Do you think that uh, either one of those things will matter or do we just need to keep our heads down and wait for information to come out? How is this guy not in jail? I mean, like, this mother effort needs to be in jail, right? So for me, I did this tweet a couple hours ago. I know it would go viral. That was my question. Like, how is he not in jail? Because uh, let me give you an example. Reality Winner would like to speak up and have some words about taking a secret document, right? She took one piece of document, she linked it, she went to jail for four years. This mother effort took a treasure trove from the White House, confidential information, and he was asked, asked to return it. Warned repeatedly, he still didn't return it, right? And now you have this situation, and I say this without any exaggeration, where Mar-a-Lago, his private resort, which is also a golf club, which, like you said, I hope turns into an orphanage uh, for people who come from quote-unquote shithole countries like my parents. So that would be like the most karmic, exquisite chef's kiss if that's what happens for Mar-a-Lago. And Mar-a-Lago, the former resident, the, the, the residence uh, of the former president, is literally the, the Shangri-La of criminality. It is the Xanadu for incompetent criminals. It is the hub of an ongoing criminal enterprise where America and its secrets are for sale. And as Norm was saying, literally anybody, and I recommend everyone read this fantastic investigative report done by Pittsburgh, uh, I think, Gazette, about inventing Anna, right? This, this woman, this Ukrainian-American woman by the name of Ina Yashishin, who, and I use the word literally as it's meant to be used, Mary, literally drove into Mar-a-Lago 
posed as a Rothschild, ingratiated herself with all these individuals, and based on what we know from the affidavit, pretty much could have just walked in and got access to these highly classified documents, right? So anybody could come into Mar-a-Lago, get access to these secrets, purchase these secrets, access classified information, and gain access to power if all they did was kiss up to Trump and pay him a golden, well, a brass penny, right? And that shows you that this man is a traitor. He committed treason. Uh, I want to know the depths of the relationship between him, Jared, and MBS of Saudi Arabia. I want to remind everyone that Mohammed bin Salman, the conference of Saudi Arabia, bragged when Trump was in office that I have Kushner in my back pocket. Kushner got $2 billion for his latest um, venture from Saudi Arabia. The first trip that Donald Trump made as a president, the first foreign visit, was to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and we know that uh, secrets were for sale, nuclear secrets. So if I'm Donald Trump, I am in a world of trouble right now. But the question that I have... Well, if is, you were Donald Trump, you would be. Yeah, well, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Fortunately, you're not him, but, you know. No, that's exactly what I'm saying, and and I'll end on this with this need for accountability and why I agree with you that enough is enough. And I wrote this article yesterday about Dark Brandon rising, right, how Joe Biden finally is getting there. He said semi-fascist. I give him props for that. I would say fascist. He's half right. (laughs) He threw down the gauntlet, uh, and he was really fired in his speech in Maryland. You need to go all out. It yep. doesn't matter about MAGA. Who cares if they get angry? Who cares about the temper tantrum? Because let me tell you, black people, poor white people, Latinos, Muslims, they're looking at this right now and they're like, yo, if, if it was one of us, we'd be killed. Black people are in jail for three strikes out for stealing a, 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 a blockbuster VHS, old school reference, right? You had a black woman who accidentally voted and they said she committed fraud and she's about to go to jail. And then you have Lindsey Graham and all these Republicans literally engaging in voter fraud in Georgia. You got people who engage in the most minor criminal actions, they go to jail and you got Alan Weiselberg literally admitting to committing criminal acts and he's gonna get like, he's gonna go to Club Fed. So with all of this happening in New York, in Georgia, the coup, let's not forget about the coup, ladies and gentlemen, and him stealing confidential information and possibly selling this information that betrays our national security, you have a traitor profiting in Mar-a-Lago from American secrets. Why is his mother effort not in jail? And I believe with with Joe Biden and Democrats, you need to take off the gloves, put on the brass knuckles, and punch this mother effort in the face right now. Flex. I gotta feed my kids to MMA. Well, Thanks thank you so much. Rant. Speaking of punching, it's all punching. I have three minutes. I have three minutes. I'm gonna stick around for the next person. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. I, I and I will say I will not constrain myself. This motherfucker needs to be taken out. You know, metaphorically speaking, guys. Um, because Cliff. It's, I'm convinced, I have no, no evidence of this, uh, I'm convinced that January 6th and the Capitol are absolutely connected. Yep. I don't know if this happened because he didn't get his way after January 6th, or if this was part of it uh, initially. I have no idea, but there's no doubt in my mind that we are going to find out uh, that all of these things, have been connected for a very long time, and and hopefully that will implicate more and more people. Because again, we've got 
assholes like Mark Meadows hired by CBS. You know, um, by the way, he just said he just quoted my tweet twice. He said these MFers, mother effers, to lock them up and um, take the kid gloves off. Take the kid gloves off.
huge credit. You you guys brought up obviously what he said, semi-fascist, and ooh, the media started crying about it. Uh, but I'm proud of them too because they started firing back on Twitter. All these hypocrites were like, "Oh, student loans! I mean, how it's going to cause inflation and it's terrible. What kind of accountability is there?" And then every single one of these assholes took a ten thousand or a fifty thousand or a five hundred thousand or a five million dollar loan that was forgivable, and it's completely okay for them. Um, which I think, again, others who know about authoritarianism can talk about. I think that's the point. It's not that they're they're hypocrites. It's that they see that we are below them. The rules don't exist to them. The rules exist for the little people like us. That's what I got. Yeah, uh, they do indeed. And um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up, excuse me, uh, Dark and, and by the way, the only reason that the media should have gotten upset that he said semi fascist is because he said semi fascist. But, you know, we can't expect too much. Baby steps, American media, baby steps. Um, we're not, we can't spend any time on this at all, other than to say it's been another amazing week for the Biden administration. And maybe. Uh, Donald is just doing this to make sure the spotlight stays focused on him. I don't know. Uh, but, Jen, you had something you wanted to say uh, about why you think Donald might have been planning to sell some of these documents. I'm I, I, very interested to hear what you have to say about that because I think I can't imagine any other reason that he would have. Yeah, I mean. You know, it takes a lot for um, someone to change a lifelong pattern of behavior. Um, and in his case, the, again, it's very difficult to um, get out of an addiction. And I, he's absolutely addiction, addicted to making money off of anything. I don't need to tell, tell you this, Mary. And, like, the story that comes to mind, you might remember, is... Spy Magazine. Remember the story where, like, as a joke, they sent like 13 cent checks to the wealthiest people in America, and uh, like Donald was the only one to cash it or something. One of the two. I mean, I think it was a Boy Scouts or something, and it was like 37 cents. Okay, you know, but it's all it's. And there was recently something where. He was, you know, when he was throwing hats out to people that he signed, oh, you're going to make a lot of money off of this on eBay. It's just how he was wired. And, um, you know, why would he not want to monetize this? I mean, everyone made fun of all of us for saying emoluments. But, you know, this is emoluments too, also. Yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, he was going to engage in self-dealing, and that's what he did. And it's just... Everything is transactional. I mean, this is maybe not that insightful, but it's amazing to me how the press is sort of afraid to say the most likely reason is that he would be selling these or trading them, as we heard Watch say, for some benefit or some protection. Why are they afraid to say that? And one other thing. I don't usually get upset about Maggie Haberman because everyone does that and there's a lot of sexism involved in that, but today I'm going to make my exception to that. She tweeted something out saying the 
some of the boxes, you know, had things like golf balls mixed in with like intelligence secrets, and, and, and as if trying to imply that therefore it meant it was sort of haphazardly thrown together. Well, of course she's getting that. And first of all, that's sort of who cares? Who cares? I mean, I was, let me just tell you something. I was I packed up some stuff. I was visiting my parents in Michigan. Some wore china cups that for my family and I wrapped them really carefully in bubble wrap but there was some extra space and I put my pajamas in it you know that doesn't mean that they're not important to me it was just some cushioning it's, it's not really relevant um, that, that that happened the other thing I want to say that's really important for us to remember about all of this is the affidavit was talked based on right talked about stuff that he had held on to for a year that by May they found out what was in it nothing in that affidavit talks about um, even worse the things he held on to what it does though it says we think you know because remember so he held on to one year things like sources and methods information classified information that should not was marked so it should not go to foreign nationals they in this country right now is as well metaphorically speaking guys um because cliff it's i'm convinced i have no no evidence of this uh i'm convinced that january 6th and what's happening now are absolutely connected no. i don't know if this happened because he didn't get his way after january 6th or if this was part of it uh initially i have no idea but there's no doubt in my or mind both. that we are going to find out going to hell uh, in a handbasket all of these things let's relax these fuckers have up been connected for a very long time and and hopefully that will implicate more and more people because again we've got assholes like mark meadows hired by cbs you know um cnn is deciding that it wants to be fox light and huh. we Raj yeah. is right we oh well we can't do anything about it we need to stay in our lane which is defending american democracy no matter what no matter how anybody reacts and i will say i i've totally forgot about this joe biden i've been upset about how he's trying to be nice and everything that's changing but remember he took away donald's security clearance a long time ago that tells me something Cliff. Tells you a lot, um, and I'd like to thank everybody here for allowing me to say motherfucker because I held <laughs> back a lot and now I feel a certain freedom. There's no holding back. He's a motherfucker. Cliff and Mary, can I just say my three kids are outside, which is why I, I said mother. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm in my office right now. I can motherfucker away. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, it, it's it's unbelievable that you brought up the reasons why he would have I can only think of three, right? One of them is to protect himself, so he can. He's got stuff to blackmail people and threaten our national yep. security uh, by handing certain documents over. A second right. is he's got them to blackmail his way back into power and threaten certain people to get them to support him. So can, and the third is, as Waj said, is you know again that KBS relationship with Pusher. I mean, I'm sorry, everything from Khashoggi to. The, to our how our foreign policy changed to, to I mean, remember there was an article in 2019 where Trump had come out at the time and so had Jared Kushner and they said we think we should loosen uh, you know our, the, the advice we now have on nuclear sort of technology and start sharing it with 
Guess who was the country they named? Saudi Arabia. I mean, I'm sorry, there's too much shit here. You don't have that much going on with one country and with one relationship. I mean, who warned MBS about all the other, uh, you know, all of the rivals of his over there? So they took them all out in time before, and then he had to be either all locked up or tortured. I have a feeling Kushner was WhatsApping him about it. And so, I mean, he, you know, quite clearly that's an issue. But then let's go also, uh, you know, there was so much here, I apologize, I'll just try to be quick about it, but like, there's so much with Mar-a-Lago, we've arrested a Chinese spy there in the past. Maria Putina has been arrested in the past, I mean, how many, I'm just going to do it, how many fucking spies do we have wandering around, you know, in MAGA universe, the, Maria Putina was at the top of the Republican consulting pyramid with the dude in Florida, she, she's in Florida, I'm sure she went by Mar-a-Lago, she was at the top of the NRA, she was shown up to these, these you know, prayer breakfasts. I mean, these guys have infiltrated the top levels, and that's because they, these guys share secrets, and Donald Trump stores stuff like I store books in my basement. I mean, that's what we've got, like, national security secrets down there, and people could have died. Some people may have forgotten. He was joking around with Lavrov in the Oval Office, and he gave away an Israeli, you know, spy who was in ISIS. What? For all we know, was either, either had to be pulled out or was killed. So, I mean... Joke, they said like 13 cent 
checks to the wealthiest people in America. And uh, like Donald was the only one to cash it or something. One of the two, I mean. I think it was a Boy Scouts or something and it was like 37 cents. Okay. Mr. Trump is addicted to crime. And there was recently something where he was throwing hats out to people that he saw. And we're going to make a lot of money off of this on eBay. It's just how he is wired. Exclamation point. LOL. You know, why would he not want to monetize this? I mean, everyone made fun of all of us for saying emoluments. You know, this is emoluments too. Also, Mr. Yeah, Fuckface Nazi ass clown is going to engage in self-dealing. And that's what he did. Exclamation point. And it's just everything is transactional. I mean, this is maybe not that insightful, but it's amazing to me how the press is sort of Nazi afraid to clown. say my the most likely reason for fuckface is that he will be selling clown. these or trading them, as we heard Watch say, for some benefit or some protection. Why are they afraid to say that? And one other thing, I don't usually get upset about Maggie Haberman because everyone does that and there's a lot of sexism involved in that. But today I'm going to make my exception to that. Because she tweeted something out saying, Lock in the boxes, exclamation point, exclamation point now, comma, a year and a half ago, comma, hashtag justice, D-E-P-T, exclamation point, do your freaking job. Well, of course she's getting that. First of all, that's sort of who cares. Who cares? I mean, I was, like, let me just tell you something. I was I packed up some stuff. I was visiting my parents in Michigan, some more china cups that for my family, and I wrapped them really carefully in bubble wrap. But there was some extra space, and I put my pajamas in it. You know, that doesn't mean that they're not important to me. It was just some cushioning. It's it's not really relevant um, that 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 happened. The other thing I want to say that's really important for us to remember about all of this is the affidavit was talked based on, hey, Brian, talking about stuff that he had held on to for a year that by May they found out what was in it. Nothing in that affidavit crime, talks crime, about, comma. Um, even worse, the things he held on to. What it does, though, it says, we think, you know, because remember, so he held on to for one year things like sources and methods information classified information that should not was marked so it should not go to foreign nationals they found that there and on top of that they had probable cause to believe that kind of stuff was still there there's no way this guy gets out of this he has to be indicted if he's not indicted we absolutely don't have the rule of law that's how I read this affidavit. And one last thing, I'm sorry, I'm just ranting. No, 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 rant, rant, rant. How can we not rant? This is we're all doing it today. It's all the memo. The motherfucking memo. Since we're yes. the memo, that didn't really work that way. But the memo said that there were several, many, I mean, many witnesses. Dude's going down. Period. The only question is how is his his plan his escape route. Does he have a tunnel to Moscow? I don't know. Anyway, that's what I have to say. It is extremely dangerous territory um, in so many ways. Uh, but Dahlia, you had, well, and this is one of the dangerous things. You wanted to say something about the imperial presidency and uh, whether or not that is exists or, uh, well, it has, but whether or not that is going to become uh, the norm here in, in, uh, America, the potentially soon-to-be former democracy. 
I'm so struck, Mary, by the extent to which the more he's cornered, the more his answer is some version of the Nixonian, you know, when the president does it, it isn't illegal. And it's even more fatuous than that because quite literally the defenses he is now offering to the extent that there are any coherent defenses being advanced are the crazy like toddler versions of like object permanence, right? Like when a toddler is like, you can't see me. And it's quite literally like what you learned in Psych 101 about how babies look at the world, where he is looking around and literally his legal defenses are one, I classify, I declassify things with my laser eyes. Like I don't have to go through any procedures or protocols. My mere thought that something is declassified makes it declassified. That's like Piaget, right? That's like object permanent construction right there. And then this other, even more insane, like toddler-like argument that executive privilege just runs with me wherever I go. And even when the Biden administration says, no, it's our executive privilege, you don't have it anymore. His answer is like, no, but I want it. And he's like rolling around saying, I want executive privilege, so it's mine. And I guess I just am so struck, you know, that that's its line. Infantile. Yeah. He literally said, like, I don't understand why they want all this. Why they accept that. And, like, the names of people whose lives are in peril. It's mine. And I think this is a really good moment for people who feel away from the cult of Trump to ask themselves whether that kind of imperial definition of the presidency, that it whatever happens in your brain is the law, and if you decide to use that executive privilege until the day you die, you get it, and that we all just sort of live in thrall to lifetime presidents who have unlimited brain power to do what they want. I think this stuff is and the idea that I get to keep things that endanger, endanger people who are out there on the front lines trying to protect the country, and you get to keep it because, quote, it's mine, like the golf balls are mine. I think this is a very, very good moment for people who want an off-ramp to ask themselves if they want Joe Biden to have that kind of understand that when objects go out of your sight, they don't actually disappear. Uh, but, it, you know, it's worse than their mind. I have them. He's clearly using them for something. I, I know you know that, but, you know, just to spell out. And, Danielle, a couple of things that you can take this, you can say what you were going to say or uh, go off on either of these. Um, about 30 percent of people anywhere have what we call authoritarian personalities and that that means they're 30 percent right? and they're uh they like homogeneity they don't like change and that's that's why so he appeals to so many people because he pretends to be a tough guy and and they identify with the, they identify with the fact that he's a total fucking loser that he's not able to fail up 
his whole life. Uh, so Losers are terrible, but do what? The Republican Party has had, at least at last count, a trillion and 17 off-ramps, and they've taken none of them. Yes, this is the most serious one, but, you know, it's it's been incremental. I don't, I don't think they're going to give a shit. They're just going to come up with excuses about, you know, why this is okay, as Rand Paul did last week, so they'll just ignore it and, and leave it to Fox News to... Sorry, I can't believe I just said that. I have to, like, do penance. Fox <laughs> is just going to figure out how they want to frame it or ignore it. And the other thing, Danielle, that uh, makes all of this worse is that everybody here today, including Norm and Waj and all the other nerds, we knew who he was. We could have seen this coming. A billion light years. We did see this coming a billion light years away. It was never fit. This was always going to be how things ended. And yet, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, he appointed three Supreme Court justices. And even if the Democrats hold, which is looking more and more likely, millions of women are now second-class citizens and have no access to reproductive justice. So that's just another reason our heads are going to explode. Plus, of course, how many more Americans does he get to kill with impunity? You know, it's just, it, it's so fascinating because I think that, first, to Dahlia's point, is that he, none of these people want an off-ramp, right? Like, they don't want an off-ramp. They, they don't want, they want to ride the Trump train to hell. To say, oh my God, I was duped. Right. To say that I was a little strike by this man who I thought had the best interests of the nation in their mind, they turn around and they double and they triple down, right? You have Nick Milwaukee just tweeted right before and said, it's just documents. Are you dumb? Right? Because the, the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ and the Constitution is just Fair a enough. document, right? It's just a piece of paper, right? So huh. it's like any, any opportunity that they have to be able to make excuses for this man, they do because he allows them to be the best, worst versions of themselves. And I don't think that we all appreciate that for these people to take their hoods off, for them to stand outside and say, I don't give a damn about women, I hate black people and other people of color, I believe that people should suffer in debt, right, and and wallow in it, even though I'm giving PPP loans of tens of thousands and millions of dollars in some cases, but you, poor child that wanted to seek higher education, you should struggle for the next 30, 40 years of your life. This is who these people are. So Donald Trump allows them, he gives them the permission to say and do what it is that they have to do without using the brain power of nuance, right? Because you still have have Mitch McConnell who tells us that basically the Republican people that are up for Senate are idiots, right? Huh. That they are they are not the best people. We don't have the best crop. They are dumb. Let's just say, let's just call it what it is. You have Herschel Walker who doesn't know what climate change is. You have J.D. Vance who's pretending to be somebody that he isn't. You have Dr. Oz, the man who has popped chia seeds for every fucking illness <laughs> you possibly have. And right? raspberry ketones. And so raspberry cool. ketones for, for everything, right? Like, these are the people what, who Fredo? are behind Trump because they're all frauds. And I think that to the point that the media doesn't want to say the truth is because they don't want to be sued, right? Like, they don't want to think, oh, well, what we all know to be true. The reason why Donald Trump didn't, why release, didn't release his tax, didn't release his taxes, right? Because he's not as wealthy as he says that he is. And then it, then it messes up his Ponzi scheme that he has going on to be able to get money from people. Also, why didn't he want people to know how much debt?
gave to Jared Kushner. $2 billion. MBS's own people said that Jared Kushner is not the type of person that MBS should be doing business with. And the man is a murderer, right? So, like, it, it is amazing to me that we just can't, the media just refuses to connect these very obvious dots that Donald Trump is the biggest national security threat this country has ever faced, both domestically with his white supremacist militia that he weaponizes whenever he wants, and then internationally because he's selling these secrets, he's selling everything to the highest bidder, and there are people whose lives are going to be lost, even on top of the 400,000 that he murdered with COVID when he knew it was as dangerous and as lethal as it was. He's not being charged with that as a crime either. Why so not? they don't indict Donald Trump. He should be. I'm telling you, everything that comes I've just called for that. Him called for him to be charged by our terrorism. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, Brian. Because um, I, I just want to sure. say a couple of things first uh, about what Dahlia said and what Danielle said. Uh, first of all, getting back to the imperial presidency, I think Dahlia, part of it is that they never expected Donald to leave office. Uh, even if he did lose, um, and they will accept somebody like him who uh, will stay would stay there until he dies, and then uh, Ivanka or Jared would inherit it. And they're totally cool with, um, with that. being subservient to, to those people because they hate the same people uh, that they hate. Uh, so I I think that's. That's part of why they're. The longer this goes on, the more they have to dig in, because one, human beings hate being wrong. They'll do anything to avoid avoid that. Uh, but two, because that's that's their center of power. You know, it's like literally all of these fucking people have left is their whiteness. Um, and and Daniel, I mean, when I, I you're much more generous than I am. I blame Donald for every single COVID death except maybe the first fifty thousand. Fucking mass murderer. And to see yeah, I agree. Like Jared Mary. Kushner, who is a fucking international criminal. These people should be in the Hague if only we were yep. members of the ICC. Um, you know they that they can become go members on any program. Let's become members. With impunity and lie to the American people when they should be in leg irons in a prison. Join the ICC. And you're right. This, Bring this in the inspectors. so badly if these people, if we don't get all of them, and I mean all of them, all, all the crews, all the congressmen, every last one of them. Uh, Brian. Yep. Uh, well... I'm finally more pessimistic than you in something when it comes to Donald Trump. I think he's responsible for every damn death except for the first two weeks where there were people on that boat and the, the initial dozen that were, yeah, were uh, first diagnosed. I was on the South one. I asked him the question and he said, look, it's all going to be going in a few days. We're, we're handling it fine. No one else will get infected. Not, we don't have to no That's what he said to a question. So, yeah. for him, he, yeah, and fuck Donald Trump, he's going to get indicted. And, 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 and Brian, I'm sorry, I just want to add one thing. I, it's about COVID, so it's not really related, but it's important. Do you know how many people worldwide died because this country Trump. failed 
Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. exponential. Anyway, so you know stuff from the DOJ. Good point, Mary. More yeah. to the point. <laughs> well, and then um, I, I'll, I'll say that as far as the biggest problem that we have, the reason why the press doesn't acknowledge what goes on is because it's money. You have very rich board of directors in this country that own six, you know, there's six companies with maybe a grand total of less than 100 white people, most of them white, who own and operate the, the board of directors of these things, and they want money. Donald Trump is money. So they will allow Donald Trump and all the Trumpism to come on board because that brings advertisers, viewers, and money. And this is because way back when, starting with, and I always preach it, Ronald Reagan took the rails off of journalism and allowed the uh, the cross ownership that you have one company owning four or five hundred newspapers a day. And if you look, most of these people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these people that are coming out of the woodwork now, look and see how well they're represented by the media in their communities. You will find huge media deserts where these people escape. The, the lunatics escape from the asylum because there's no eyes on them. And if we want to change that, we've got to invest in journalism. It's disgusting to me that we will sit here and talk about the problems of Marjorie Taylor Greene and never look at how she got in in the first place. Where is the media? When I was, you know, what? And the biggest example of that, Mary, is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell would not be elected the the at the time that he got elected in '84. It was the end of the run in my hometown of a family-owned newspaper. It was the Courier-Journal and Louisville Times, 10 top newspapers every year for 50 years. To get an endorsement, a lot of people didn't like them because they were progressive. They believed in more than just white people. They had the first black female uh, managing editor in, in uh, a major newspaper in the United States. Very progressive. When they sold to Gannett, the idea to get uh, an endorsement by the Courier, even if you didn't like them, was that it vetted you as a as a candidate and made you legitimate. And you had to go through a, a process to get that endorsement where you had reporters that would vet you and go through and do opposition research. You had to sit before a, a, a board of six editors who interviewed you. And then they would decide who they would endorse. What newspaper does that today? That's why you have over. That's why you have the morons that you have. And finally... As far as Donald Trump, he's going down, and everyone with him will go down. At this point, it can't be any other way. Uh -huh. You can see that the, that Merrick Garland has, and even if you if you read the redacted portions of this uh, affidavit, it points you in the direction where he's going Present. with you know regards uh -huh. to uh, national defense secrets, in regards to other people being involved. We don't know how many Confederates. We don't want to let this out because it's an ongoing investigation. This is not going to end, I assure you, until every single one of them is held accountable. And that will uh -huh. only, we can only guarantee Yay. that if you turn out in the 2022 midterm elections and make sure that, uh, that you know, the Senate and the House aren't taken over by the agents of Satan. Or, or as some call it, the GOP. I, you know, I have my own feeling about it. Agents of Satan, GOP, same thing. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Cliff, one of the things that I'm worried about is that, uh, 
you know, it never does seem to be enough. Uh, we've got Put them the away. administration accomplishing all sorts of stuff. And again, look, is it enough? No. But it's compared to the nothing we would be getting if it were Republicans. It's a lot, and, and given the, how close everything is, they're accomplishing a lot, and I don't think we're, there could be worse news for the Republican Party right now. But will it break through? Will it? I, you know, we're we're still in this position where we we're, the conventional wisdom is still we're going to lose the house. I'm so sick of this shit. I, I like how anybody can say that six months out, let alone two months, whatever, seventy four days out uh, with all of this going Just on right now. Putting hopelessly low when, expectations on ourselves. You know, other than Donald, they're treating Republicans like it's business as usual. Well, yeah, I mean, so they got to the be charged, why. all of them. These guys, like, I mean, even Call the freaking Department of Justice. Of 20 to 30, it's 10 Keep to it ass, Americans. 202-514-2000. so like small seat conservative that they're wrong about everything. Because they're always so damn cautious. They, you know, they don't, they, they've got their, they've got the, darker sunglasses on than Brian puts on. They don't see the wave coming until it slaps them right in the damn face. Um, I mean, look, I, they, Biden should need to do nothing, <laughs> obviously, to take over, to take over the, the House Senate and everything. And yet, what he's done is actually truly amazing. I mean, that's the thing here, is that it's on par with FDR and with LBJ. The COVID relief, I can't even go into everything, like the child tax credit. And getting, and getting shots and arms and the infrastructure bill, getting gun legislation that sure wasn't nearly enough, but actually getting something done. Right. And now, now, obviously, with the Inflation Reduction Act, what it does for the climate and everything else. And some this is where it comes in handy that he was a congressman before. And, and I do think it's breaking through to a certain degree. I mean, his numbers have gone up. I've seen recently, recently where he's even hit the mid-40s. That's ludicrous. He should be in the 70s. I get it. But the point is that the media, whether they're trying not to or whatever, has had to report some of this stuff because there's so much from the CHIPS Act and, and you know, in, in, in providing jobs here to the, the burn pits and McConnell wants to screw over veterans and then we were able to do that. And, you know, the, the most Republicans voting against fucking birth control, for Christ's sake. I mean... All these things have sort of have added up, and I think they've created a kind of momentum while well, all this negative stuff's been going on with Republicans. So, I mean, I absolutely – and then the last thing, obviously, you know, and I'll say this too. You know, Mitch McConnell, ooh, circular to turn as good as I'd like to be. They're not because you let a fucking crazy person pick them. And if you had honestly stood up when, when Obama came to you and stood there next to him and said the Russians are interfering in our election, then maybe that never happened. During the first impeachment, when, oh. they, when they went over Ukraine, that seems like kind of an important country for some reason. If you if, if they stood up, if he stood up then, he could have gotten Trump away. And yeah, there would have been short-term damage, but longer term, they would recover. And then, of course, the second one, over the coup, where apparently he originally was going to vote to convict back up every time they've empowered this asshole and so yeah. he's kept the respect and he's kept the pa- not respect but he's kept the power and so yeah as danielle's pointing out i mean i mean like i pointed out before like it's like flypaper for the most mentally unbalanced people among us 
Are you a grifter? Are you, you know, are you a religious felon? Are you one of the greediest motherfuckers alive? Are you one fucking, you know, anything we've ever seen? You have a home in the Republican Party. I mean, people believe demons are transferred through sexually transmitted diseases and and you demons taking over your body, Cliff. You don't the GOP. It's like the guy that beat yeah. the state house speaker in Arizona, Rusty Bowers, one of the ones that spoke up at the January 6th. The guy that Trump endorsed that beat him said the devil himself gave the election to Biden. I mean, what the fuck? You know, like a, they're insane. They're insane. But I think that, like, Cliff, that was literally a political ad. Like that, that to me is like the attack ad that should be running everywhere right because this is who this party is it is no more compassionate conservatives or people with actual degrees degrees who are great but it's like it's but it's all filled with literally clown car Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
you know, they're, they're not think, average. You know what I'll say is that when we part and parcel the crazy, because this is, I was watching, you know, before I came on, I'm watching MSNBC with my family, and my sister says, you know, why do they keep saying MAGA Republicans? Why don't they just say Republicans? Why do we talk about, we're, we're like, we always want to part and parcel because we, we want to say, oh, they're not all bad. Here's, you know, here's the clue. They're all fucking bad. If you are still supporting the Republican Party, if you're still supporting Donald Trump, if you're still supporting this bevy of, you know, pedophiles and sexual assaulters and, like, liars and grifters and hucksters, like, if you're supporting this, this is who you are. So we do ourselves a disservice and we waste time and energy saying, oh, but there are these still this, this little margin of good people over there. Well, where the hell are they? We've been hearing that uh, Clean up the yards. for a long time, and we've talked about it and kind of complained about it, that this took so long because they need to, uh, they need to get away. Okay, I would think, though, then, that that means, like, I believe that they didn't go into Mar-a-Lago 99.9% sure. They went in 100% sure, right? I would think that that would speed up this part of it. Like, they're... Why should we wait at all for indictments? I mean, do we really need them to go through the other boxes because before this fucking asshole is 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 hauled away, or that Jared gets a letter saying he's a target? I mean, what? Why would? Why does any more time need to pass here? Um, such a great question, and I'm going to answer it by saying, describing not um, a thought process that I just had, but a feeling. I rarely feel things. Now I am. And I, uh, I feel sick. And this yeah. is the first time I have felt sick of things. That helps. <laughs> just I feel, <laughs> instead of feeling good, because I just tweeted out about 10 minutes ago, indict him. Instead of feeling good, I feel nauseous. And I, and I, and I reflect back on the fact, this is why I wrote that first piece right after we found out about the um, search at Mar-a-Lago. Because yeah. I knew, I wanted to capture that euphoria before everything else happened. But the right. answer is yes. Oh, let me turn on the lights. They can right now indict. Yes, because, and, you know, I think what's, they need to look at what they God, you know, they've already gone through the search, oh, right? But I think they might have to waiver the special master process, right? There's going to be a hearing on that. The question is, do we need that extra layer of legitimacy? Is that what is going to happen? I mean, I think the judge is going to kick it back to the magistrate. Yes. The magistrate is going to say, okay, fine, have your fucking, you know, special okay, person. Yeah. Let them go through and make sure that what's been taken out, that his privilege is put aside. You know, every duck has got to be in a row. I mean, if I were, you know, 
and justice right now are one of those lawyers. And if I were someone who weren't Jewish, I'd be down on my knees praying that I got this right because they've got everything. Like, I, I have the chills because it's there. And I just don't feel really great about the situation. I mean, I should be super happy, but I'm now on to the, like, if they fuck, first of all, they better do it. And if they don't, I give up. I'm going to go move up to Canada with Dahlia. Yeah. Who uh, comes up there? Danielle reminded me of something that, that has been a problem for a long time and you know hopefully that's how it's turning too. The the people who are, are our most uh, guilty of uh, trying to rehabilitate Republicans are their Democratic colleagues. If I hear one yeah. more fucking Democrat you say, take the oh, garbage you know what, so-and-so is like a really, this country. Really, like with Biden, praise Mitch McConnell, I wanted to jump off a cliff. Actually, no, I didn't. I wanted, forget it. Um, I just said myself. Okay, so because, you know, I believe that these people are all traitors, whether well, they were years? technically yeah. involved or not, because they've allowed all of this, they've benefited from all of this, and, um, you know, up until two weeks ago, I would have said that Mitch McConnell is the greatest traitor to this country, this country has ever seen, because look what he's done, the, the oh, damage he's dang. done in the last 20 years. Wow, uh, evil, evil can evil. Had, the uh, position of uh, Senate Majority Leader. Uh, so that has to stop. And I, like, I've often been wondering, like, where, where is that line? Like, when are they going to say, oh, wow, okay, we have to stop being nice to them because they, Republicans, treat their Democratic colleagues like they're safe. Uh, so, Mary, they, they also, the Democrats are still spending money bolstering up you know, we're spending money bolstering up Republicans in their primaries because they're taking the chance that they're going to be able to beat them in the general election, which is absolutely fucking insane. Like, why wouldn't you spend that money blanketing the airwaves, creating the exact picture of who the villain is, as opposed to spending tens of millions of dollars to bolster up people like Mastriano? Like, how did, how, how does that even, how does somebody sit around a table and say to themselves that, oh, this makes sense. Let's go with that strategy. Yeah, it's the same feeling I had in... I'm sorry, go ahead, Dahlia. That's no, a cool I was going to say, we've been there. having this conversation since we've started having this conversation, right? We should climb through the top of these hills someday. That would be fun. norms and values and institutions, right? Joe Biden goes to bed at night and he genuinely yeah, believes... Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, I have. President, ...that we are going to get back to an era where a bipartisan Senate can work in good at least faith one, I, yeah, to pass totally McCain Feingold and to make everything okay. I he believes that, right? That's why he ran the Anita Hill hearings the way he did. That's why it's taken him this long to say exactly. the word semi-fascist. I, I can I totally imagine like, like a mud flood going over this place. Sit with the fact that there is one like, side that is like and, uh, Steve Bannon, burn it all down, doesn't matter these if are the Senate itself is a smoking ash heap. Or doesn't they matter the what happened on January 6th. The more like smoking ash heaps we have, the better. Because folklore. if you're a grifter and a profiteer and an absolute authoritarian, institutions are in your way. So we have a two-front war on the left. <laughs> Where, like <laughs> it or not, we need 
the Justice Department and said, let's prop it up. And like Jen says, that means that this has to be done perfectly. If Bill Barr were doing it, well, we've seen the memo. How about some like, uh, we the, the regular stuff? Like, so I just uh, think like, it and sucks and if there, but this do you have any greens? is baked in. And I cannot be for the side that says, so let's on our side burn down the Justice Department Hello. too. Let's well, on our yeah. side um, just, you know, completely <laughs> go after every institution that saves them. And so it, it's unfair. It's super unfair that we have to vote hold up institutions and try to fight off violence. That's the party we're at. And I think we just need to live with that. We need to live with it and we also need to uh, take the evidence at face value or the lack of evidence. I mean, there's literally no evidence anymore that there's such a thing as bipartisanship or, or more importantly, that we, that it's something we even want anymore. Because to say that bipartisanship is something we should aspire to is to admit that you are willing to make common cause with fascists. And we cannot do that. And you're right, we need, we need to uphold the institutions because, uh, you know, if Donald did any, us any favors, it was to expose how, how vulnerable they are, you know, how weak they are in the joints. But we need to uphold them so that hopefully when we have enough power, we can totally reimagine them, right? Uh, so they actually, one, work because uh, I think, Dahlia, you were on with Danielle and Waj the other day. Pretty neat. And you said people it, are fixing up their gardens. The system is cool. working exactly as it's designed. And so have so, you smell a so barbecue earlier? Been. So, yes, we need them now <laughs> because we are in so much fucking trouble. But we also need to change them radically so that just. You know, we can't change the system without changing It'd be cool to get, like, a big square uh, boulder and use it as a, system, right? as an so outdoor um, this is, table. This is sort of where we are, and uh, I think we just oh, kind of have to suck it up and, and, and stop playing with fire and stop pretending hey, that puppy dog. there's a uh, reality oh, in which... We can work with Republicans, or again, that that's even something we should aspire to. Um, I, I want to, I, we should probably wrap up soon, but I, I do want to speak to what uh, Jen said about just feeling Hello. sick. Um, and, and honestly, it's, for me, it's, it, yeah, the, the concern, well, okay, the terror, that's probably a more honest way of putting it, that this won't be enough. And then, and then what? And and then what do we do? Uh, you know, hopefully we never have to have that conversation because it is it's it's almost unimaginable. I look, I don't know that I could take it. <laughs> I don't know if any of us could take it. Um, but I'm I'm also. Does that look like a cave I don't, right I, there? I, I honestly don't think that this is a day that should make anybody happy because. Notice look how much he was able to get away with. Dab in the middle too. Look how, yeah. look how much the people around him have been able to get away with. Uh, you know, we've been saying for a long like time, no, the fucking there. system didn't hold. What, one person here and there, and I'm sorry, have it taking a year and a half Man, to get Cuba. to this point, that's the system breaking into up into little bits, you know, and, and the other thing that is, I, I, my heart 
I don't know how many times when the heart could break uh, in, in, in a span of six years. But think about how many people's lives were in danger. We don't even know yet. We don't even know if the worst happened. Um, what we do know is that Donald wouldn't give a shit if he got a buck off of Minions. it. That's, that's enough justification. So what do we do Next. then? I am horrified. I am. I can uh, make so we can. I am. Turn it I'm into like curry and eggs. I'm enraged and and sure, yeah, again two weeks ago I don't I don't Onions. actually think uh, garlic garlic. I would have thought I could be angrier or more than I was after the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago two weeks ago and and here we are again. We don't know yep. what was in the boxes that were taken away two weeks ago and what do we really think that he would have taken that he would have kept less valuable documents? No, no fucking way. Uh, Danielle, oh. uh, what do you I, think of? I'm just, I'm just like, because you just said something that I haven't been like scared, scared, like in, you know, probably in a few weeks. Um, but like, that's such a neat that piece of property, man, right on the side of that mountain. It's not actually so happened cool. yet. And we're thinking about the fact that January 6th has happened. We're thinking about people that have hopped fences, shot nail guns at the FBI, have been shot in front of FBI buildings. Like, uh, to think that the worst is, has, is not necessarily behind us is something that is terrifying. And if Democrats, when again... You know, are not continuing Whose to do property is that the work, like which they are doing, but continuing to lift up this very fact to the American people, to say that this is not, you have no real choice in November, right? It is either uh, a rise in political violence uh, and the weaponization of white supremacy, you know, the negation of bodily autonomy, your voter suppression, like, it is either that, right? And, and, the, and the idea that, like, you can just be shot dead anywhere because the Supreme Court says that everybody gets to have an AR-15 everywhere that they go. So, I, I mean, <laughs> it is terrifying. And that's the message that should be consistently told over and over again. What I think is beautiful about the moment that we're in, however, is that while Biden's uh, poll uh, numbers are at 4%, uh, he has been able to actually show that he can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. That while his Justice Department is Democrats are able to get stuff done right now because Mr. Foxface Nazi Eskamp is on the defense. He doesn't have time to scramble to fuck up everything else as usual. Hanging by your thread. Leaving me for dead. That's what Danielle just said made me Remember sort Mike of the go mechanic? one further and say I, I think we don't know and we will never know. I'm not finished uh, The reason yet. half of that document is redacted is not uh, recreational redacting. It's because yep. <laughs> for us to know what has been exposed, 
is uh, insane like and it a little bit goes back to the two front war Mike right i mean it's it in order to be able to continue to be a viable yep. actor on the world stage Mike, uh, lives need to be protected and sources and methods too. need pretty to be protected cool, uh, and what we know about foreign leaders needs to be protected and so we will not know cassette. there's not going to be necessarily <laughs> a day when we find out <laughs> how much catastrophic harm has I been unleashed in the, in the past and also in the future because it's unknowable because that's the nature of, of what national secrets and national security so I think it goes to Danielle's larger point, which is this isn't just about money, right? This isn't Bonnie Willis getting to the bottom of it. This isn't just about January 6th and finding out which proud boys did what. This goes to existential threats to national security that we can't know about. And so the only answer then is to do what Danielle just said, which is ask yourself when you vote, do you want the person? who has endangered no. on the most massive scale of which we can never comprehend national security? Or do you want the person the is who that? is fighting every single day to protect Oh my God, it's, it's a that rabbit. Simple. We're not going to know. We're not going to know, and, and that also I reminds me, it also <laughs> Road wounds us deeply on the world stage. That, that you know, Joe Biden has been spending lots of time and capital uh, trying to rehabilitate this country in the eyes of our uh, the Western alliance. And this undermines all of that because people are reminded once again, holy shit, these fucking Americans, what is wrong with them? That they let somebody they so demented and so dangerous. Wait, this one right here? Just run yeah. rampant and still run rampant. Uh, Jen, any fun. last words? So I... Uh... Just now, we visited uh, little Lindsey Graham's May 3rd, 2016 tweet. He said, That's my my birthday. He did that. That was my birthday present from Lindsey Graham. He said, If we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. I just uh, QT'd it to him saying, You did, uh, you did, and you do. However, my fear is that the we getting destroyed includes us. Yeah. Because when the, you know, when the, when the terrorists fly a plane into democracy, the building collapses, and that's what they've done. And I, you know, I, you know, I just, I, I mean, I just hope, I just hope that they know what they're doing over there, the Department of Justice. I think they do. I think yeah. they do. And I love what Danielle just said about, holy shit, Biden's doing it all. We can't complain. Oh, fine, that's really nice. You're doing this, but what about you're forgetting about Trump? And no one else can say all you care about is getting that guy governed. He did it all. I am watching in August when everyone else is supposed to be like on vacation. This man, you know, God bless him. I mean, he is, dare I say, the best president I've seen in my lifetime. I can't believe it. I'm right now, but it's true. But Jen, you're forgetting something. What? For some bizarre reason, he's not getting younger than he hey, was when we voted for him. Yeah. And how get dare he? How dare he not be getting out. younger? Seriously, okay. people get, are never satisfied. Um, I'm, I don't I don't often or ever actually quote right. myself, but uh, every once in a while, Zerlina Maxwell posts this quote from uh, my first book on Twitter uh, at, at times like this. So... I think it's it's appropriate. Uh, if Donald can in any way profit from your death, he'll facilitate it, and mm-hmm. then he'll ignore the fact that you've died. 
<laughs> so uh, that's how I feel right now. I, you know, I have to say that uh, normally I feel so much better after I talk to you guys. I don't right now, except uh, in solidarity. I, I so appreciate you. I know I say that you need a any lot, potatoes but I don't think it's garlic. too much. Um, you know, your wisdom, your brilliance, your compassion, your empathy, uh, and the fact that you care as deeply as you do um, really uh, keeps me... I don't want to say sane because that's an overstatement, but it, it keeps me from spinning out, and uh, I so appreciate it, especially on a day as dark as this one, and I do think it is a dark day. So, Dahlia Lithwick, Danielle Moody, Jen Toe, Waja Lee, Norm Ornstein, Cliff Schechter, Brian Karam, Thank you all so much for joining me for this emergency session of the Mary Trump Show. I Nerd Adventures Forever. Hey, I think I'm not touching Charles, I think. Let me give you mine. I hope you all got as much as I did out of that. I think it was extremely important that we come together today to uh, sift through uh, the ongoing horrors, to make sense of them as we can, and to put things in perspective. Dizzy, dizzy, dizzy. We'll do these whenever necessary, and I unfortunately I think, I think uh, they will be necessary. Yeah, you you as, try as to execute, but you're a real shithead, aren't you? This, uh, aren't you a little shithead? Aren't you a little I don't even want to call it a saga. It's it's just a this terrible time in American history. Yes, this is indeed what it feels like to live through history. So, I so appreciate your being here. Uh, I will see you again on Tuesday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's at youtube.com slash Politicon. And, um, and, of course, we'll be here next Thursday as well at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's also at youtube.com slash Politicon. And um, that's it. Uh, it's been a long day. And thank you. Stay safe. Be kind. No, you stay safe and be kind. Jump up and get down.
successes that he could highlight. I have a feeling that he will be in the fall. I, I mean, yes, he does yeah, need to be out of the right campaign now. trail more, but it's August. And and uh, two things about that. One, it's sort of typically a very slow um, month for news. The only reason it hasn't been is because on the one hand, Biden and the Democrats have been accomplishing so much, I'd rather have him in D.C. like getting these extraordinary bills passed. And, you know, uh, it's not a slow news cycle, in part also because uh, Donald committed espionage, and that's a big story. But I sincerely hope that Biden and Vice President Harris, who really, really, really needs to be utilized more by this administration and supported more by Democrats everywhere, get out on the campaign trail because, as I'm sure you're sick of hearing me say, the 2022 midterms are the most important elections of our lifetime. Uh, From Anna, why is the media still so fixated on Donald? What will it take to focus on the president, Biden, and the many great candidates out there who will lead us to a brighter future? Well, uh, clicks. (laughs) I mean, that is the depressing short answer. I have been trying to understand this for a long time. I, I don't think Donald has any appeal whatsoever. Zero. Um, but for reasons that are beyond my comprehension, he gets people to watch. He gets people to listen. He gets people to buy newspapers. Uh, you know, that's been the case since the eighties. So I think it's partially because he is a creature of the media, uh, and a creation of the media 
what fraud seems to be happening now though and i think it's a very uh, good sign is that they're covering the substance not the spectacle i mean don't get me wrong there's still plenty of spectacle out there but they that is not uh the substance is not suffering um because of the spectacle it's sort of part of the same story right uh (laughs) we have this guy who was in the oval office for four years who could who had access to every single classified document uh in the government uh he could see the most sensitive top secret documents and he stole a bunch of them didn't secure them properly and very likely i mean i think this is definitely true committed espionage uh and potentially treason but you know we need to know what these documents are specifically and we need to find out what he did with them while remembering there is absolutely no way he pulled off this heist by himself he wouldn't know what the fuck to steal and he wouldn't know what to do with it so i seriously hope that uh the media continue to follow this with the seriousness it deserves and at the same time because we can chew gum and walk right uh cover all of the extraordinary things biden's doing and the democrats are doing they're making people's lives better and we do have extremely good, strong candidates. I just look at our slate of senatorial candidates versus the Republicans, and it's... Stunning, huh? I think the best way to to, to put it is that the Republicans not just tell us who they are by whom they've chosen, you know, Herschel Walker, um, J.D. Vance, Doug Mastriano, I mean, he's running for governor. Um, Mehmet Oz. They also show us how much contempt they have for voters, that these are candidates that they are willing to risk putting in the United States Senate. Uh, So, um, and part of that too is, is our showing up and speaking up. From Carla. What do you think of the student loan forgiveness? Good move and wasn't enough. I think it is phenomenal news. Um, anybody who's yeah. angry about it, either, is somebody who never had to pay, uh, sorry, never had to take out a student loan, in which case they can go fuck themselves. Or uh, they are the most craven, selfish people on the planet, people who did have to pay back their loans and now don't want anybody else to have their loans forgiven. I mean, it's, once again, it's completely along political, along the political divide. Uh, I also think that it is not enough. I think the loan should be forgiven entirely. I think that um, student loans should not have any interest. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think college should be free but that'll take yeah. a much 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 longer time free college but tuition. Yeah. even though uh, the loans i mean the forgiveness is capped at either ten thousand or twenty thousand depending on whether or not you got a pell grant uh the biden administration is making steps to uh cap 
the interest. So these are no longer predatory loans, and I think he's he's um, increased the extension. So it's an amazing move. Um, any Republican who says that Biden's doing this to buy votes. She was from the debt collection. Industry. I'm not interested in hearing what they have to say about that. Uh, you know, they've been buying votes in other ways without making people's lives better for a very, very long time. And also a party that has done nothing but cut taxes for insanely rich people for yep. decades now doesn't doesn't really have a say as far as I'm concerned. Uh, okay, so this is from Joyce in Birmingham. Who worries you more, Ron, I'm assuming that's Ron DeSantis, Don, Donald Trump, or the unknown? Uh, Ron DeSantis, hands down. Really? First of all, and I, I think even I would have said the same time. thing even before uh, Donald's disastrous two or three weeks, because it seems pretty clear to me that the party has been looking for ways to distance itself. And don't get me wrong, they haven't. They will embrace him if necessary. Uh, you know, we 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 know from their response to the FBI's searching Mar-a-Lago with legally executed search warrants that they're not going to stick up for the rule of law. They're going to stick up for Donald. However, um, I think a lot of people are sick of him, and um, he will be. He will go into the Republican primary as a damaged candidate. Um, it remains to be seen if, if anybody else would be allowed to run against him in a primary. But let's pretend for the sake of argument, either Donald doesn't run because he's in prison or uh, other Republicans are allowed uh, to primary him. Ron DeSantis is an ideologue. Ron DeSantis is just as much a wannabe authoritarian as Donald is. But the difference is, DeSantis is, is making it happen. Florida is a night. He's already got They're his election police. They're banning the teaching of American history. They're banning teachers' ability to speak oh, about really? black American heroes, anything having to do with the LGBTQ population. Uh, it is just horrific what's happening down there. And on the White House, uh, things would go south really, really quickly, especially if he had, uh, the Republicans had the House and oh, or the shit. Senate. So oh, uh, he's somebody to look out for. The only silver lining there oh, is goodness. the guy has no personality. And in a move that is, it's actually yeah. quite amusing, um, he decided to do his best um, this guy's name, uh, Michael Dukakis imitation, uh, the Democrat who, who ran against Ronald Reagan in the early 80s and essentially torpedoed his entire campaign because he did a, he thought it was a good idea to do a photo shoot in a, like a, a mini tank <laughs> and you know, he's wearing a helmet with the, the microphone and he just looked deeply stupid and Ron DeSantis, I don't know if you've had the great misfortune of seeing this, but he just did a commercial in which uh, he <laughs> um, pretended he, that he was one of the guys in Top Gun, and he called himself Top Gov, because that's clever.
and he just looked like an idiot. So, I uh, we always have to worry though about how the system is gamed. Yeah, well, that's so, appealing to, to a lot of idiots. You know what? Let's just make sure idiots. that Republicans never win again. That's all. Just don't like your life depends Call on Call the Department of Justice and demand uh, okay, that so they're from de designated a terrorist Eugene, organization. in the middle of New York. That'd be fun. Are we doing enough to help Ukraine? Isn't the fight for democracy a global battle? Uh, the honest answer to that question is I don't know. Part of the reason I don't know is because, once again, we're going through this cycle of news that is almost impossible to keep up with. Uh, secondly, this is America. Americans seem not to give a shit about what goes on in the rest of the world, even if it is something well, as important as what's happening from in Ukraine. And the media follows suit. Uh, I think if, if, you, if we watched Al Jazeera or BBC, we would be much, much, much better informed, not only about what this country is doing, but also about what NATO is doing and the state of things on the ground in Ukraine, um, what's happening with Russia. Uh, so I'm not sure how we change that. Of course, it always comes down to self-interest. If we could help people understand why this should matter to them, uh, because Ukraine is a domino. Ukraine falls, and that, that is a blow to uh, liberal Western democracy. So we should see it in those terms. I think we did initially, and, you know, we moved on. And uh, we see that happen a lot with all sorts of things. But in this case, it's, it's pretty inexcusable. So I apologize that I don't know the answer to that question. I hope we are. Um, I wish we had done more sooner, but I think we need to remember that Joe Biden was tasked with putting the Western alliance back together because Donald, just like he does with practically everything else, smashed it almost a bit. So that explains a lot too. Um, from Dina, how much more can we expect from the January 6th committee, especially after the seizure at Mar-a-Lago? Isn't it time to get back on the air? Yes, it is. But I, nothing's going to happen until after Labor Day, and I'm okay with that because I trust them. I trust this committee implicitly. They have not put a foot wrong. Um, and even though uh, it's hard to say, whether or not what's happening uh, with Donald's stealing of classified materials is related, directly related to the insurrection. I personally think in some ways it, it is. Um, they have a lot of, to sift through. And as we've learned, production values are very important. Imagine having to edit all of that material. It's quite an extraordinary undertaking. So I'm happy to wait. I know they're coming back, um, hopefully again in September. I'm also really, really looking forward to Liz Cheney Unchained. She got trounced in her primary in Utah, not Utah, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. I think she got lost like 40 percentage points. And that is Cheney territory, okay? And she lost for one reason and one reason alone. She told the truth 
once. She had a problem with Donald's trying to destroy our democracy. She voted with the guy 93% of the time. She voted for him in 2016 and 2020. She is a hardcore Republican. Uh, so the reason to, um, I think her role is going to be something to watch is because um, she's made it very clear that uh, in the impeachment trial, the attacks on democracy were worth her losing her politi political career, at least in the short term. She's also made it clear that because of that, she's going to go after any Republican who is still serving in Congress um, who committed sedition. Josh Foley, Ted Cruz, you better watch out because Liz Cheney who has no fucks left to give, is gunning for you. Um, I should join up from with her. Jen in Massachusetts. Oz versus Fetterman, what's my hot take? My hot take is that Mehmet Oz is a hot mess. <laughs> and uh, Fetter it shouldn't even be a question. I mean, luckily, it doesn't seem that it's even close. Uh, the last poll I looked at is... Um, I think had Fetterman up almost 10 points and he needs to close strong of course we shouldn't take anything for granted I mean look what's happening in Georgia the, the fact that they're they're essentially tied uh Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock is uh, absolutely insane to me but uh Pennsylvania is a slightly slightly different place and I think uh Fetterman is likely to win Oz just cannot help but prove time after time that one, he's a New Jersey native who knows nothing about Pennsylvania, and two, that he's a really, really out of touch, really, really, really rich guy. So um, I think he needs to give up politics and stop going to grocery stores that are, as it turns out, fictional, um, and just, you know, pick one of his 10 houses to chill out in and enjoy some crudite with his wife. That's, that's my hot take. Okay, from Claude, is there hope of a unity government combining Democrats with the never-Trumpers? Does the forward party have a role? After all, Bill Clinton might have won, thanks to Ross Perot. I want to be really clear about the forward party. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. Seriously, what they are doing is potentially incredibly destructive. I think it's going to fail, but, you know, <laughs> Biden won, if you, if you look at the Electoral College and the three states he won by very thin margins, I think it was like a total of 44,000 votes. It doesn't matter that he won the popular vote by almost 8 million. So the forward party... Uh, can really screw things up for Democrats, just as Jill Stein did just in uh, 2016, just as Ralph Nader did in 2000. Uh, it is literally uh, because of those two people that we didn't have President Gore and President Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, so the other thing about the forward party is that uh, they have absolutely no policy positions. They're trying to play both sides. I but disagree with her on that. The reason point, by they the can't way. do that is because Al Gore was a weak candidate, and also the election was stolen. 
and the electoral college. Democratic policies, and they would have to say that, which they're not willing to do. And secondly, the Republican Party has no policies at all. And just look at who's at the head of this thing. Andrew Yang is is a rich guy who has absolutely nothing else to offer. And David Jolly is as much of a Republican as Liz Cheney. He just hates Donald, and he's pissed off that Republicans are out of power, and he wants power back. And seriously, if, if Republicans ever did gain power and Donald was out of the picture, David Jolly would be right there. So I think we need to make a distinction at this point between so-called never-Trumpers and um, never-Republicans. So there are Republicans who are just waiting for Donald to leave the scene, and they think that we'll go back to business as usual. If you look at people who call themselves never-Trumpers but who say explicitly that they believe that something needs to be done about this illegitimate Supreme Court and that they believe Democrats need to be in power and they're going to do anything they can to make that happen, that's a serious person. So, I, you know, I don't know about a unity government. Um, the Democrats won. We don't need to uh, compromise with anybody. Republicans never do. So if they want to be on board with us, that's very cool. Exactly. And uh, we'll, we'll take the support. But... You know, other than that, um, stop negotiating with the terrorists. Uh, a lot of these people are, res- are are also responsible for what happened to the Republican Party. I'm really glad that they are owning up to it and trying to make it right, but I don't think they deserve uh, power necessarily. Okay, so do I think Donald will run? If he does, do you think he'll do so to try to avoid his legal troubles? Or do you feel he would like to be president? Well, okay. That's actually, uh, the answer is um, yes to the first question. And it's, you know, avoiding legal, legal trouble and being in the Oval Office are the same thing. So that's the reason he'll run. Um, as we learned, uh, much to the country's horror. He has no interest in governing. He has no ability to govern. Uh, He's a disaster. However, he believes that the only way for him to be protected from all of his uh, legal troubles, both civil and criminal, is to be back in the White House. And we're learning that, you know, being in the Oval Office will get you off the hook for just about anything, especially if you have a corrupt attorney general. Uh, which, of course, Donald will have. <laughs> so um, I hope that things get so bad that, that we don't have to, to worry about that. And uh, it's still early days, but I do think that this increases the urgency of his deciding to pretend to run, if he's pretending, or actually running. Um, okay, weed legal. this is from Honey. Weed legalization has helped the cause of equality and removed a big method law enforcement used to tar- used to target minorities. Should other drugs be next? Uh, okay, first of all, just not that this really matters, but uh, or maybe it does because it, it maybe uh, strengthens my position on this issue. I hate pot. I hate all drugs. Hate them, hate them, hate them. Uh, 
all of them should be legal. They should be legal, they should be regulated, and they should be taxed. Nobody should be going to prison for possession of drugs or using drugs unless you're a drug dealer because they're evil. So, yeah, I also believe that prostitution should be legal and regulated uh, because it's, it's safer for everybody. And, you know, criminalizing kind of natural human behavior doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, and also I think we need to, uh, well, not we, I wish that Biden or some president in the not too distant future will um, pardon anybody who is still in prison for drug related offenses. Again, assuming that it's for possession or use and they're not drug dealers. Uh, uh, from Josh, the media is consolidated and largely owned by a few of the mega wealthy. Should there be more examination of those in charge of these companies? Yes, absolutely. There should also, um, they should also be broken up. I mean, we need to bring back, um, the fairness doctrine. We need to do whatever we can to support local news. Uh, It is quite terrifying what happens when a handful of really rich rich white guys essentially control the news cycle. Uh, I believe it's Sinclair Media, which kind of snapped up a lot of local news stations and local newspapers and anchors, if they want to keep their jobs, are forced to read from a script that is read in every other local um, Sinclair local newsroom. So it, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And of course, we need to figure out a way to regulate uh, the internet because the levels of misinformation and disinformation we're dealing with are really mind boggling. And it isn't surprising that it's spun out of control and that um, people are uh, falling for it. You know, I, I always think we need to put it in context. Uh, a year or so ago, somebody asked me, you know, if I'm angry at people who won't wear masks, won't get vaccinated. And I mean, I am because I'm a human being. <laughs> but if I step back for a second, think about why they, aren't, they weren't wearing masks or getting vaccinated. And many people still aren't uh, getting because vaccinated. That- and they're still dying, uh, 400, 500 a day. It's because people, they put their trust in, and that's what you do. When you vote for somebody, you're putting your trust in them. When, when those people lie to you, your uh, local politicians, assuming they're, you're Republican and they're Republicans, at the local level, at the state level, Congress people, senators, governors, and then Donald, they're all lying to you. Can we blame people for following their instructions um, and and kind of being made to feel patriotic in the process because let's face it they're they're siloed everybody's kind of siloed but nothing else is getting through if they're watching Fox News and Newsmax nothing else is getting or and Donald nothing else is getting through to these people so um, it's it's kind of uh, the same thing with people who are acting out in other ways uh, in terms of, um, you know, their response 
to uh, Donald being in trouble for espionage. You know, they're they're not it, either Fox isn't covering it, or um, they're just not. They're they're getting fed a line. So, yeah, we have a serious problem with the media in this country. Uh, from Ellen, it looks like we're going to have a race between Charlie Crist and uh, Satanist Santos. Yeah, Satan. I think yes. Ron DeSantis or Hades is how I refer to him. In Florida, isn't this the best metaphor for how the parties manifest themselves in the country? Will we win there? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I've heard uh, Charlie Chris refer to as a retread. <laughs> uh, he was a Republican. He was governor. Uh, I don't know if he's still in the House. Anyway, he switched to the Democratic Party and he um, became a Congress member. I don't know much about him beyond that or his opponent, Nikki Freed, I think her name is. Um, all I know is that she, uh, at one point, was really irresponsible about COVID, and that really turned me off. But she has won statewide election. So has Chris. I, I think the advantage he has in Florida is that he understands how Republicans operate. <laughs> you know, he's a white guy, which, unfortunately seems to be a thing uh, in a lot of places in this country. So I, I don't know if we have a shot. I think um, the prob one of the many, many, many problems with DeSantis is that he won by a very small number of votes, and he, he is governed like he won in a landslide, like he has the mandate of all of the people. So I think he's got a pretty tight grip on things, but um, I think also people are very angry primarily about the Supreme Court, but also about the lawlessness on the right. So it, I think it's going to be a nail-biter, at least I hope so. And getting rid of DeSantis would just be a phenomenal thing, because he's he's the worst. He's evil. Uh, from Cindy, was the dark-breaded meme a winner? What happened to it? It seemed like it had great potential. It was awesome. It still is awesome. I don't know. I think... You know, the, I think they should bring it back when something else amazing happens. I think what Don, uh, what uh, Biden is doing with DACA deserves the dark branded me. Right. You know, we should all be dark branded. From Mary, why is no one talking about the political future of Kamala Harris? Isn't she Biden's natural successor? I don't know. And it's infuriating quite honestly. Um, I mean, I do know. It's, it's racism and it's misogyny. But that, does, that doesn't, that's not enough of an explanation. It doesn't explain why the Democrats aren't doing a better job. It doesn't explain why the uh, Biden administration isn't using her better. Um, so, you know, maybe that's gonna, going to well, shift. Well, the vice president historically the doesn't do much. Um, they re, you know, it really does need to shift for her because uh, she's a phenomenal um, person. Well, I mean, I don't know her personally, but you know, she seems to be on the right side of everything. She has um, great experience. Problem is she's not a great campaigner, but uh, you know, there's time. And running as vice president is much different from running as a senator. So let's see. Um, Okay. 
from from Pete. Finland's prime minister gets a lot of heat for having fun, but she's doing good things. Do we need more normal people in politics? Well, I think pol uh, politicians are by definition not normal. Um, anybody who runs for office has to have some degree of narcissism. <laughs> I mean, maybe not it, it, you know, lower levels of government, but hopefully that's always counterbalanced and exceeded by uh, somebody's desire to um, do good and to be a civil servant. But if you become the leader of an entire country, I don't care how small it is, I, you know, you've got a healthy ego, let's put it that way. So um, I'm, asking, I'm answering your second question first. I don't want politicians to be normal anyway. I think our politicians need to be smarter than we are. They need to be more dedicated than we are to democracy. They need to have significant experience as civil servants. Uh, they, they need to know more about government. They need to be experts in government, right? They need to be experts in American history. They need to be, ex well, maybe not experts in everything, but, you know, if they're not experts, say, in foreign policy, they need to surround mm -hmm. themselves with people who are. Um, but, uh, that's one thing. In terms of what's happened to the Prime Minister of Finland, I mean, that's just straight up misogyny. She was at a party. She was at, it was a private party. She was not, um, she was not, I don't know what they call their version of the White House. You know, it wasn't a government sanctioned thing. She was partying with some friends uh, and she's pretty young. And uh, I think even, even leaders of countries deserve their privacy. So I think the whole thing is absolute nonsense. And if she'd been a, a man, we never, ever, ever would have heard heard about it at all um let's see we did boris boris was having to nancy how do i talk to family members who are still sympathetic to donald what is the best way to break through uh again i'm going to start with the second question first there is no way to break through i'm sorry to say that um but anybody who voted for donald twice and still supports him is not going to get the message it's just not going to happen so um, I think it depends on how, how big a part of your life they are. Um, you know, some people have the luxury of cutting ties and that ends up to be the healthier decision. I mean, I'm not advocating that, uh, you know, it's hard to give up on people, but <clears throat> I think it also depends on, can you, t are there other things that you can talk about? Or can you set ground rules? Um, because if it's constantly fighting about politics, that's just no fun. So uh, hopefully this is a fever that will break eventually. Uh, okay, from Jim. Should Liz Cheney run in 2024, even if she doesn't? Is that the year? Oh, sorry, that moved. Okay. Is that the year the Republican Party will finally fracture? Well, I want the Republican Party to fracture now. Uh, we've seen signs, good signs, that uh, Democrats will beat expectation in November. Uh, there was a House race in upstate New York, which is very Republican. It's a very red place. And the district, I think, was plus three Republican. 
and uh, the Democrats won, not by a lot, you know, but over two percentage points, which far exceeded expectation. He wasn't even expected to win at all. And I think that's the first uh, concrete indication we have that um, what the Supreme Court with, did with the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade is really playing well for Democrats and horribly for Republicans. In fact, the, that was his main um, platform. And the Republican, uh, you know, didn't wholeheartedly support what the Supreme Court did, but he kind of just said nothing about it. So uh, that was great. Um, as to whether or not she runs, I I want her to, um, but she needs to run as a Republican in and primary Donald. That's the only way. She has no chance of winning no matter what she does. She runs as an independent. She takes votes away from people who are kind of in the middle or Democrats. She runs as a Republican. She'll still lose, but she may well save democracy in the process uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, she has no fucks left to give, and she's not going to pull her punches. Her entire mission right now yeah. is to save Run against democracy. Trump. So, yeah, that'd be great. You know, uh, Good point, I, would, I would love to see her do that. By the way, I um, think that... From Rick, should the media be sharing Donald's post from Truth Social... Um, come back because we're we're gonna listen to the rest of this in the next podcast. And also, I uh, just want to say that uh, I think you know you should keep. I, I've converted three Republicans so far to Democrats, and I think that we should uh, just like talk to them very sensibly and uh, give them facts.